Viewers are advised that the following program contains drug use, coarse language, and sexual references, which may offend some viewers. God, man, what is wrong with you? It's literally finally grabbed you with both hands and shaking whatever tiny piece of common sense you had left completely out of your body. Oh, I'm going to fit you. And they're unresearched about... That was out of bounds! That was out of bounds! That was out of bounds! Geelong? What happened there? What happened there? Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think football has changed a lot over the last 10 or 20 years as far as physical contact goes. Everybody went for goal. Stardom keeps it oh. back in. Did that really well. And Lingle kicking goal. Oh! He's kicked it. Oh, that just about breaks the record, man. Keeps it in play. Goes down the line. Up towards Cox. Couldn't complete the mark. Mark goes there for the assist. Gives it off to Jesse White. And he misses. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 42, the grand final edition of Ida Kick That. My name is Joel Pierce. And uh, I'm Alessio Carducci. How you doing, mate? And, uh, yeah, good. What a week to not be a Geelong supporter because it's going to be a rough one. And it's a rough one because rough is what a dog says, you know, or the opposite of a cat, and they're going to be like, and then run away, you know what I mean? <laughs> also, I feel like we've got to, got to say it that this isn't the last episode. No. This isn't the last episode of the year. No, we're calling it the grand final because it's it's Brisbane versus Geelong, it's Alessio uh, uh, versus uh, Joel, it's uh, it's the story of a club that has uh, rebuilt itself and uh, taken itself to the next step, and which everyone wants to see win, and some other club that's just been dancing around the top four for fucking a decade, and it's like, can you just fucking do something or fuck off? You know what I mean? It's, it's that kind of story, that kind of story we're seeing play out. You know what I mean? Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's in a hard way from the bottom, you know. When you make a prelim. You're a good side. You're That's it, mate. We started from the bottom, now we're here. We're here at the grand final. Sure, mate. We started from the bottom, now we're here. We didn't. You didn't start from the bottom. You started with some side that hasn't been trashed for a good fucking 13 years. It's been a long time. Um, it's been a long time. Uh, no, I'm 36. We haven't been trashed for 36 years. <laughs> <laughs> we need to start off with the chopsticks. Geelong's uh, not going to start that hot this weekend either, and you're going to have to just put up with it and watch and just keep putting up as fucking Dangerfield <laughs> starts crying and he starts realising that I've never made a grand final before in my life, which is a fact. That kind has never made a grand final before, ever, even in junior footy. If, if you're a junior footy side, you've got a fucking Brownlow medal, a soon-to-be Brownlow medalist in your team, you still can't make a grand finalist. Look, it ain't even your fault at that point. Obviously, he's cursed, but yeah, that's you. <laughs> Here yeah, we fucking go. Here. See, this is what I was talking about. <laughs> Here we fucking go. How many uh, How many premiership uh, players are on the Brisbane team right now? I'll wait. I'll wait. No, some. How many? Some. How many? Yeah. None of them could carry fucking Tom Hawkins' hardware in their pockets because it would make them fucking limp. Shut the fuck up. Uh, anyway, on with our chopsticks uh, for this week. Chopsticks. <laughs> Our chopsticks come from Kate Sippins. She she says chopsticks. Chopsticks. Unconventional. Yeah, Grant Burchill. There's three. There's a dynasty player in there. There's an actual dynasty player in the um in the Brisbane lineup. There you go. And and he's and his fifth premiership. 
is going to be his sweetest one. He oh, got, wow. He's got one, premier, he got one premiership that was um, actually back, built off the back of Cat Tears. There we go. That's that, yeah. Oh, cool. I love this fucking... Oh, one. That's really one. cute. You've got one Dynasty player. That's adorable. One. You haven't even got a Dynasty. You don't even take a break. You haven't got two. Who's the Dynasty player? Selwood. Ablett. Hawkins, wasn't part of a Taylor, team. Was part of a good team that won two premierships. Fuck off, chopsticks. <laughs> we never get into the chopsticks. <laughs> we haven't even started trashing Collingwood yet, <laughs> and that's what the fucking chopsticks are about. We got chopsticks. All right, all right, let's go back there. All right, we're on. We're on with the episode. See, look, come on. You say what you want. I feel like this episode, this episode, has started with an ass like hey, Yeah. All right. And- oh. You know, the released episode will sound different, but thanks for thanks for tuning in, all seven of you. Um, We had that good had that good that good thing at the start with the um the thing about the it's a rough start, but the cats and the dogs, you know, it's yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, fucking gags at the start. So can can we do the chopsticks now? Yeah, let's do chopsticks. All right. So from Kate Sippins to her boyfriend Patty Lowe, we're absolutely skipping this episode on the walk today. AirPods will probably end up in the fucking river. So props to you, Kate. I'm, I'm like, I was super stoked to find out that a couple listens to us on the weekend on their walk. Um, so, Kate, now would be the time yeah. to throw those fucking AirPods in the river because we're about to rip Collingwood a new asshole, Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Ngoi. I want to talk to uh, all of you about Jordan Ngoi. Now, a very bizarre situation. He's out of contract. Uh, his dad's managing him. That- that's always a bad – that's bad news. When the dad is managing. I tried to bring this up before, saying Demir Dokic is a good example of a bad dad manager. Streaming there, but you're comparing a guy that used to lock up his daughter and was like, You must hit the tennis ball so fast that Serena Williams cannot hit it back, and what? then you will be allowed to eat. And like, now it's not the same thing. And now it's <laughs> you sign with cotton or you no rap no more. No rap for you, Jordan. Hey, hey, no rapping. Hey, no hey, rapping. Hey, you play for cotton, hey. you rap all you want. You play for Collingwood, no more rap. <laughs> same thing. Hey, that is not. That is not something we would like to associate with the good Eastern European people of Australia. We're, we're purely just associating the, um, the okayness with rape with the private schoolboy family and um, heritage of Jordan DeGoy. I can't we, believe we're going to do this clearly again. Put it, clearly put it there. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Just, just, just a little bit. <laughs> So, yeah, thank you, but Roger. Roger DeGoey. Jordan and Roger. Are you going to negotiate with anyone no. called Roger? I'm not. I'll be like, your name's Roger. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of my office. I'm telling you, it's the Bogan calling, it's the Bogan calling card. Me, your dad being your manager. Like, what are you, what are you, how much are you saving? Over the long run. What? Hey, Ricky, this is uh, Roger DeGoey. <laughs> What do you yeah, reckon? Ricky Nixon can't cost that much more than your dad. Come on. Get, tap him back in, coach. He served his he served his suspension. He's ready to come back in. Come Put on. us in. We should be a management <laughs> team. I ought to kick that management. <laughs> We'd get Jordan to go in. 1.1, a deal with Vizzy, 
And he'd, he'd have to work three days a week at Parkville Corrections, just telling the kids don't rape anyone. And then it'd be all good. It'd be a Carlton superstar. Him and Holson Eddie could do fucking yeah. signings. It'd be beautiful. Yeah, I reckon, yeah, I reckon we can get him a, um, what do you call it? We can get him a sponsorship with Durex. I don't wear them, but I hear they're good. <laughs> More Jordan to go in. An unbiased judging or knowing of the market when you're managing your son. It, should Collingwood put that kind of money into him, Matthew, or is there a better place for them to mm. put the money? Right, so they've asked the sledge. Should they put the money into Dugowie, or is there a better place for that Collingwood dollar? I reckon I've debated this with Caro a while back. And I- yeah, he's debated it with Caro. What do you no, reckon, reckon, Alessio? No, I reckon a better place to put that money is uh, left that 800 grand. It's right got to be at least 500 line. grand. To beat the fucking Geelong Cats this weekend. Yeah, money well spent. Spend that on cunts bet. they got some fucking great deals going this week. We'll get to that later. Cunts bet, leader in sports gambling. Just a leader. The absolute ahead of the game leader, cunts bet. But I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to buy it. We're going to keep talking about the goey. I said, yeah, he's worth every cent that he gets. And I remember you questioning Jordan a while back when I think North were throwing the kitchen sink at him. But I think... Uh, Who wants North's kitchen sink? <laughs> It's probably full of fucking blood of remnants of Wayne Carey domestic violence situations in the in the staff kitchen at Arden Street. You don't want that kitchen sink. <laughs> After seeing this season, the way it's come to an end, I think they have to be aggressive with their list. And Jordan Dugowie, he may well want, what would you say, about seven fifty, eight hundred thousand. I would have uh, thought. You think that's fair? Seven fifty, eight hundred. I reckon that's fair for Dugowie. Fuck you, Silky, you fucking cunt. I want my belt back. <laughs> You're a dog, Silky. That's staying in the episode. Fuck you, Tom Silk. That's staying in the episode. I love love that. He actually—that's from—that's a reference to Cunt Bet. Yeah, it is. uh, Week to a final. Yeah, it's all right. You wait for the new fucking Tom Hawkins bet. It's going to be a killer, Silk. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I reckon. Like they got to. If they don't keep the goalie, then the club's fucked. If they the goalie is the one guy, who they got left? Who they got left? Like. Uh, you got how many Pendles has it got? What one, two years, maybe? Yeah, maybe one or two. Mason Cox is good for he, he's good for six goals once a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, the side bottoms in the one or two um, years left. He's at thirty. Exactly. He's Taylor fucking. Adams he's on the way 20s. out. It cooks, Trelaw mate. Is late twenties. Yeah, and then you got Grundy, who's he's cooked, but he's just still going to struggle on for another seven years. What's the most comparable club? You think like what? What does Collingwood look uh, like? After they fucking lose all these players, I think um, I think they're starting to look like uh, the new windiest hill in Melbourne. Fuck, I think it is pretty uh, windy down Olympic look- Park these days. It is very windy yeah, down I there. Think, yeah, I think they're starting to look a bit like a, a certain uh, certain certain plane hangar that exists in the uh, for now in the in <laughs> the now. northwestern part of <laughs> <laughs> for now. That motherfucker's there for now. It's the last time you get to hear that, cunts. Um, (laughs) Where to go he goes is also interesting. (laughs) Where to go he goes. I've been laughing about that (laughs) since two o'clock this afternoon, everyone. Where to go he goes. Where to go he goes. Where to go he gone. Is he gone? Sounds like a Dr. Fucking Seuss thing. Where to go he go? Did he go over there? Is he up here? Is he in Carlton? Where to go? Where to go he goes is also interesting because Carlton emphatically deny they have any interest in. (laughs) How fucked up do you have to be when Carlton's like, nah, we want to distance ourselves. (laughs) 
That's why they're that's why they're going to get almost resident because their players are literally coming up with fake girlfriends and telling the club that they've got them. No, she's into me, bro. She's into me. No, she's not. You're just trying to get out of this toxic relationship. Bro, she lives on Nicholson Street. I really need to fucking start training at Vizzy Park. Dugowie. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, Bucks buries him. I sat up super late Saturday night to wait for the Buckley press conference. I sat through the <laughs> I sat through the Chris Scott one and I was like, oh fucking Chris Scott's tan, best on grand. But I waited for that Buckley thing, and the best bit of it was when he just bucks talked bucks. This is a dispute about money, as the Dugowie situation, according to Nathan Buckley, who was pretty honest after the game, said about Jordan Dugowie and his situation. Jordy loves the club, and um, he wants to be here. Elements of people on his side would like to see him remunerated as well as... Remunerated. You can't say that word, Buck. Shut the fuck up. You can't say remunerated. I can't even fucking say it. This is a dispute. It's a dispute. Anyway, he talks about how how, how Dugowie thinks he should be paid the right amount and he's looking for a new club that'll pay him that. Even Buck says in the yep. press conference, like, your star player's out. He'll go anywhere. Anywhere yeah, that'll pay him, we'll, we'll have him. But, oh, fuck. Jeez, mate, you're losing 500 grand in fucking court fees up front. <laughs> Up front, that's half a mil. That's half a mil up front. Yeah, Collingwood's not paying for that. That's why they are fine with him going. They don't give a fuck. Bob Idegoi, you go be a rapist in Sydney. <laughs> just, like, he, just like a certain uh, Menzel. But I think he's worth it at Collingwood. If they lose him, he's, they're done. They're only worth it if he goes. Cooked. He's more valuable than Danaher is to Essendon. Because they can win. They can, maybe they can win games next year without Danaher. They aren't winning big games without without the goalie. Not a chance. It's a fucking. They can't be. There's no way they like. They could have beaten Geelong on the weekend if they fucking if they were together. If they if they actually rocked up, they didn't rock up. They no. didn't rock up. They I, could have beaten them. I have the clip for this. I have the clip for this. Like four goals. I have the clip for this. Yeah, but Brody Grundy's like a fucking. He's he's they're gonna be there for seven more years. He's like the. He's like the Wish.com buddy deal. No, you nailed it. Like, you nailed it. This, you, you've exactly, this is the clip I'm going to lead into. Uh, this is one of the few times I'll say I agree with Nick Rewalt. Every player in every game goes in with a level of desire. I mean, we all want to yeah, go out. You all, you all want to win, but yeah. desire doesn't always then translate into effort. And I think that's, that's where Collingwood broke down within this game. And, and it's important to humanise it because we've all been in games before where you go out and sometimes it's even in the warm-up. Imagine round, Brownie nodding. And you think, oh, my legs are heavy. I'm in a bit of trouble here. I, I don't have the spark in my legs, the ability to spread. It can happen in the first minute of the game. And that, that's where the best players... They rise, and that's why the best players are the most consistent players because they can face that head on because they've dealt with it before. They've got the mental toughness to then rise above. But how early did you see it? Within the first minute. Within that's right. In the first minute, Collingwood were fucked. Within 90 seconds, Geelong had pulled apart Collingwood's entire fucking defence. And guess what? That isn't a fucking special fucking bit of news for you. That's a spoiler for this week because we're going to do the same fucking thing when we pull Brisbane apart bit by bit, limb by fucking limb, surgical. They're going to call him Dr. fucking Dangerfield by the end of this. You're going to get a shock on fucking Saturday because that Saturday you're going to have to realise, oh, this is what it's like when you're actually going to play a team. You didn't play a team on, on last week. 
Last week they didn't rock up. Yeah, no, there was no one still, there. Mentally, they were still in what he called the um, Perth Showgirls. So we're trying to rem- remove the uh, the trauma that they. That's saw it. They, the we, we would have been better off playing Hannah. Mer- we would have been better off playing Hannah Mouncey and the girls from Showgirls Hollywood on the Gold Coast. If they had a field of the team against Geelong, they probably would have kicked two more goals than fucking Collingwood did. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Facts. Instead of just waiting for Grundy, Mason Cox, and the goalie to turn up. Oh, one touch, one handball. USA, (laughs) USA. (laughs) Fuck out of here, Collingwood. And the best part is, He's the he's the first American to win their election for this year because Cox twenty twenty. <laughs> he's got two more years, baby. He's not going anywhere. Two more years. Sign, two more years. You can't sign my check because you're paying him five hundred and fifty grand instead. That's what I mean when I said Collingwood is the new Windy Hill. Yes, welcome to Windy, Windy Victoria Park, you fucking cunts. And to pour the tiniest last bit of salt in the wound to you Collingwood fucking cocksuckers, here we have Cornstradamus. But last week you had this to say. Firstly, they were great, and I apologise to all of them. And uh, what a what a performance it was! No, he doesn't. Footy club. But geez, they're cocky. I mean, settle down. You, you haven't won the premiership yet. Relax. There's three games to go before you win it. So just settle down. I got it wrong, but stop celebrating like you've won the premiership. There's still a long way to go in this season. So Kano, you double down on that, yeah. and do you believe cockiness cost them last night, or just outclassed? Well, a bit, a bit of both. I think they were feeling very confident, Lordo, um, going to that game, no doubt about it, with the commentary that they're going to do a lot of damage going forward. But I did uh, have a look at Eddie last night, and you, you don't need the scoreboard. All you need is Eddie's face, and that tells you the score. Now, he, he was up and about last Eddie week. Eddie through the week. He was on footy classified with you, Lordo, but nothing from Eddie. Not, not, not one thing this week. Not one message, not one tweet. Nothing from these Collingwood clowns. That's right, you fucking Collingwood clowns. Sit back in your box. See you next season, you fucking cocksuckers. We're off to the prelim. <laughs> I'm still. You know I'm gonna put one thing out there. Fuck Kane Corn. Yeah, I fuck Kane Corn too. Like, that, that's, that's, been, congratu- that's been the general no, gist of our our like our podcast is fuck Kane Corns. Like that's yeah, but like what do you call it? He congratulated them last week. Said, "Good job, don't get ahead of yourself." They like, shouldn't have congratulated. Should have just doubled down on them. Elimination finalists don't become premiers. In 2016, there was a glitch in the system put in by the AFL to spike interest in the first two weeks of finals because they don't mean anything <laughs> because those first two weeks of filled with teams as are making up the fucking numbers. That's why Collingwood, hey shit, they fucking beat a side that finished fifth. They didn't finish top four. You beat a fake top four side in the Eagles. They're just aging and dying. And then they thought, we're here. We're finally here. And it's, ah, shut up. Shut up. You're done. You're just, just when we it's, think we're done flogging safe. a dead magpie, we're not. There's a big difference between being a member of a cast and being the star. For Senator Hollywood, the person whose name is on the marquee gets the big money, but they take all the responsibility. We've seen a lot of these young players, through their managers, get the big check and fall on their head. We've seen their careers fall over. Probably it starts with, in recent times, with Travis Cloak at Collingwood. Sometimes <laughs> they're just not the person to be the marquee player. Now, Ed was actually talking about Joe Danaher that night, but 
Those words rather ring true for, um, for Brodie Grundy at the moment, don't they? He has carried that team for so long. Is he just spent or is it an injury? Did he really not enjoy hub life? I mean, Nathan sort of addressed all of that on the weekend. Sounds a bit of all of the above possibly carried, but... Uh yeah, still, most players find a way. I just re- <laughs> most players find a way. This can't, nah. <laughs> Velvet Sledge. Velvet Sledge is my favourite thing about Essendon. Like he's the like he's the last thing that I like about Essendon. Is the Velvet Sledge? Really, you like him? No, he but he's the last thing I like about the club. Like I don't like him, but I'll I'll, I'll listen to him. Anybody else? I'm just like you're ah. You still that salty from 2008? Do you hold on to the last guy to? Almost King hit fucking Campbell Brown into the ground. Fuck you. <laughs> You're James Hood, but hey, this is very unique because back in the olden days, yes. Essendon superstar. Well, who would have fucking thought it? Heard you enthusiasm became a real life fucking show this week when uh, Caro and uh, Sheedy went head to head. Kevin Sheedy was Essendon's go-to media spokesman at the end of a traumatic week. After a traumatic week, what hasn't been a traumatic week for the Essendon Football Club? When was the last good the week? The season's been traumatic. Yeah, when was the last time they weren't in crisis mode? Their whole season has just been like, the house is on fire and fucking Warsfold doesn't care because we already sacked him, but he's still working the job. Like, it was the dumbest season. It was about two weeks ago. <laughs> we forgot Wusher even fucking coached him. We couldn't even name the Essendon <laughs> coach. We forgot it was Wusher. <laughs> anyway, I'll go back to the Caro clip. For the football club, this, after under-fire football boss Daniel Richardson had issued some tough talking against the players on air a few days earlier. All right, so here comes Sheets. Hot takes with Sheets. But here's a snippet from Essendon's newest board member. I want to- yeah, so if you don't know, Sheedy's ah. on, the, on the Essendon board now. That'll fix it. Yeah, let's get a coach from 20 years ago. Let's go to a guy that we sacked because the club stagnated and we weren't able to repair from his lack of direction that he gave us in the final seven years of his career. Let's, yeah, let's, bring let's that get guy a guy back. that looks 72 when he was playing. Yeah. <laughs> let's get the a last... guy that looks 72 when he was 26 to modernise the club. <laughs> <laughs> About the coach and the head of football, Daniel Richardson, who is well known to you, went on... I don't know Dan Richardson very well. <laughs> He doesn't know the head of football at the club. He just became a ball member. He doesn't know anybody. He can't remember anybody's name. They want him to fix the club. All he can remember is James Hurd was good when I coached him. Yeah, he'll be back. Where's Hurd now? He'll be back. That's all, to be honest. Well, you know his father very well, and I'm sure... Well, that's not Dan, is it? I mean, you I'm know, sure you'll get to know him, him, Kevin. Hold on, hold on. I, I don't know Dan Richardson very well, so I get... He wants to double down. He's like, I don't know the cunt. Get that right and let okay. your listeners hear that. Now, I have no issue with Kevin Sheedy really joining the board. He's a club legend, an AFL legend. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't sound like it. A hero. (laughs) I do have some concerns about what it all means for Ben Rutten, though. Who's Ben Rutten? He's the coach. He's the coach? I thought Wusher was the coach. coach. So Rutten's the coach now. No, he was like the coach the whole year, but Wusher was the face, but then nobody knows if who was really coaching. Okay, cool. So it's rotten. Yeah, it's a, it's it's something that a very organised club does. Oh yeah, it's a club that really knows what's going on. That's what they do. Yeah, all yeah, the clubs that the whole... like live by major international airports. That's what they all do. 
And look, is there not just something a little bit tacky, not tacky, contrived, and dare I say gimmicky, about rolling out Kevin Sheedy? It is. It's a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not fucking grab Gavin Wanganeed and bronze him and stick him in Burke Street? Like while you're at it. Because he left too. It's a bad. It reinforces what's going on now. True. The end of a terrible week for the club as Essendon's go-to media aggressive. It's a tack dog. And while I'm at it, where was Xavier Campbell last week? Surely you can still face some music from Queensland. <laughs> Fascinating. It wasn't all he said sheeds on the weekend. He was asked about Ben Rutten and uh, his role on the board, and here's what he had to say. Who's Ben Rutten? <laughs> Oh, the coach. <laughs> no, that's what Sheedy said. <laughs> Ben's going into his first year as coaching really next year. He'll find out the... There you go. There's the answer. Ben's really going into his first year of coaching next year. So it was Woosha this year. That's not going to feel like it. Told you the negatives of the way he's going to sort of want to run the club. What we'll do is we'll just step back and pick what we need to get right for Ben Rutten to have a chance to be a good coach. We'll just make sure that the board at Essence is well informed on all the issues in the footy department. Well, we'd love to have been on the board when they appointed Dank and uh, and the weapon. God, I don't think that, <laughs> that wouldn't have lasted long. <laughs> Shady. What? <laughs> Shady going, wish I was on the board when they appointed Dank and the weapon. Would have had a few things to say back then. <laughs> Why bring up Do old shit? can come back? Pretty much. It's... It's, it's you're James Heard, but hey, it's fucking leading the path back for Heard your enthusiasm. Like it's coming, it is fucking coming. I believe it. It's gonna happen. They had the podcast, but, but they had all the shit. The they he want Heard back in the fold. They got his son on there on a rookie deal or something. Oh as well. Jesus like, Christ! I don't get what they're doing there. No, 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 it's okay. I just, I was just looking at what we have to go to next, and I thought we should play a a, a short announcement. Uh, for certain members of the football community that might need to hear this. The following video contains material that some people may find distressing. If you find yourself in need of assistance, visit beyondblue.org.au or call the Beyond Blue Support Service on 1300 22 46 36 or Lifeline on 131114. This is when you all can sing with us when the Saints go marching in. You won your happy to be here cup. You took it and you showed it to Richmond. And Richmond turned that some bitch sideways and stuck it fair up your fucking St Kilda asses, didn't they? But you had to go along and be talk about how proud you are of your Saints and how good they did and how they're going to be back next year just as big and strong. And I'm here to apologise for all the mean things that I said to all you Saint supporters. All the times I called you cunts. I told you to just be happy with your fucking happy to be here, Cup. I'm really, really sorry. I wanna, I'll play it for you one more time. I'll play you your song. This one you all can sing with us when the Saints go marching in. Go marching in. They all go marching to the bin. We've all been down to Moorabbin. 
When the Saints go in the bin. Fuck you, cunts. You suck. Take your hats off. Stop fucking. I saw a cunt running around today in training gear. I was like, take that shit the fuck off. Your team lost. <laughs> Have some self respect. <laughs> it's over. It's over. It's over. <laughs> Fucking sink it. That's it. I'm not. I'm not paying him any more fucking attention. Um, oh no, no. I got. I got the um the end of season report card actually here. I got. I got um, oh, cool for St Kilda so it, specifically. Yeah, yeah, St Kilda, St Kilda. Um, so the uh just underlined over and over again. St Kilda is dead. Uh, yep. recruited a bunch of late twenties and thirty plus year old players. They are coming to the end of their careers and were the major difference. Therefore, this season really didn't mean that much at all. You suck. St. Kilda is dead. St. Kilda's thriving about as much as Molly Meldrum's heart. <laughs> it's, a list, it's a list that's about as complete as Shane Warne's natural head of hair and a club that's about as stable as Danny Foley was in his 50s. That kind of gets the point. And as healthy yeah, as Aaron gonna... Gox's diet. <laughs> I feel like we just went through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how surprised the AFL just kind of. Um, I guess it's the marketing thing. They're trying to put it with the pair it up with the personalities everyone knows. It's all right. Um, it's fine. Yeah. They'll be in Tasmania with North Melbourne in no time. Back on the footy agenda. We're keeping it like three sixty. We need to talk about. One of my favourite people in the AFL. Razor Rays bounces tonight. He copped heat for not bouncing it high enough last week, including from the Cats coach, Chris Scott. What did you think tonight, Kingy? Now, same again. And I'm not sure why we... Hang on a second. Did he say Cats? Patrick Dangerfield's yeah, move forward was destructive. Destructive! And anyway. Razor Rays bounces tonight. I, I, Cops I heat so for not bouncing. the fact that like, my head coach is just complaining now a fucking umpire bounces the ball for the fact that we got pumped by a poor Adelaide side. There's a bunch of fucking pretenders from the fucking... We didn't get pumped. We didn't get pumped. We didn't get pumped. We did not get pumped. <laughs> Razor Rays bounces ah, tonight. We did not get pumped. We got beaten. We did not get pumped. Sit the fuck down. We're talking about Razor Ray, motherfucker. We'll save this shit for the end of the episode. Razor Rays bounces tonight. He copped heat for not bouncing it high enough last week, including from the Cats coach, Chris Scott. What did you think tonight, Kingy? No, same again. And I'm not sure why we're persisting with it. It's not your strength, Ray. You're a great umpire. But you, you'll see it again tonight. He just doesn't get the height in his bounces, which doesn't sound like a big issue. But when you've got players, a trio in there at ground level, looking to put a move on to get their timing right to arrive at when the tap's about to happen. Look at that. It just goes boom. It's, no one even gets a tap at it, and it just becomes basically play. So, yeah, Razor has been fucking booted from the finals. No prelim, no grand final for Razor. Thank fuck. It means Geelong will not get fucked out of a final like Razor always seems to do. We put up with him with a Collingwood one, and we smashed Collingwood without a fucking shadow of a doubt, and now we don't have to worry about Razor for the rest of the year. However... Uh, yeah, he, I feel like he adjudicated fairly last year's prelim. Sure. So, you're not going to touch that? No, I'm not going to touch All it. Right. I'm not going to fucking touch it. What I'm going to do is play Razor on Waitley. You throw it up, you get on with it. So, no, it is what it is, Jared. And, you know, I could go down to the park with you tomorrow and bounce 10 straight. Bullshit. We roll You couldn't bounce two straight, you fuck. in that, Ray. You're in the big desk right there where you try to compare your athletic ability to fucking Jared I'm going to fucking show you. I'll do it fucking 10 times in a row. 
about game management and the bounce is is a ceremony of the past that we shouldn't <laughs> easily give away, give up from. Why are you bouncing? Fucking ceremony of the past. Like, come on, just throw the fucking thing up. The game's played at night. They play the game over three days or four days, even five days of the week. They play games on Tuesday this year. Fuck it, just throw it in the bin. No one gives a shit. The fucking VFL is dead, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, Razor's dead. He's fucking gone for the year, which is fantastic news. I think it's probably time we hear from know. one of our sponsors. What do you think, Alessio? Yeah, they, um, they're paying us enough. They're paying us good bucks. Yeah, Cumpet, yeah. man. Cumpet really came through. People kept asking us how much we were getting paid for the points bet ads that we were repurposing. Not a damn thing, but Cuntsbet cunt, cunt has come through with a big-ass check. It's what yep. keeps us in beautiful New Jerseys and, uh, and 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 doing wonderful grand final episodes like this for you all. Uh, so, let's hear from Cuntsbet. Cuntsbet. Hey, punters. Did you miss us? Well, we're back. Check out absolutely mounted prices. No, we mean it. You're going to sell your wife and your kids and tell them it's an investment in your happiness. Are you ready? Gary Ablett Jr. to sacrifice his son like some cane and ankle bullshit. But instead of securing everlasting life, is they secure a hatchet. $2.20. We've got Nathan Buckley to cry. We take this bet every week. It is the cunt bet special. $1.50. Now this one's a personal favourite of mine. This is really one to throw your support behind. Someone to king hit Tom Lynch, three dollars forty. Throw your support behind the most righteous hit they'll ever be in AFL football. Try to pick things up a bit. Getting right to the point now, aren't we? Koshy to have a heart attack, two dollars twenty. Charlie Dixon to sit in the stands again, one dollar twenty. Charlie Dixon to hook up with the chick in the stands this time, two dollars twenty-two. What a menace! Charlie Cameron to drive a Harley into Patrick Dangerfield. $4.92. Tom Hawkins to fix his eyesight. $6.40. Lockie Neal to dedicate the brown load of Fremantle supporters' tears. $1.15. And Patrick Dangerfield to make a grand final for the first time in his career. Well, don't break that one. Get still talented. Get more responsible. Yeah, okay. Happy punting, TNC supply. Cunt is not responsible for any destruction in life. It will come with a gambling addiction. Fuck, there's some good odds. They, they are some fantastic odds from Cunt right there. Amazing odds, amazing odds. I, I really I really do appreciate the fact that they're, um, they're telling people not to not to gamble irresponsibly. He didn't exactly. even tell you the odds and the Patrick Dangerfield thing because that curse is obviously so evident if someone as talented as that has never made a grand final, even as a junior footballer, well, something is clearly wrong with just the culture he's bringing. But yeah, I, I really thought great, great odds, great odds. Yeah, fantastic odds. Yeah. Uh, I, I've uh, personally backed in the Nathan Buckley to cry each week for the last six weeks, and it has never fucking disappointed, mate. I fucking killed it. Yeah. They catch him late <laughs> at night in his home having a private moment. They catch that tear. As soon as that tear drops, bang, money in your account. Yep, yep. No, it's a good one. It's a good one. 
Um, uh, yeah. yeah, Tom Hawkins to see straight. That's not a good bet. No, I don't care what odds they <laughs> ever give you. That cunt's never going to see straight. But he doesn't need to see straight because he's going to kick fucking eighty-four goals on Brisbane this weekend. Oh wow! The, the eighty-four. Most, the least yeah, dominant. Just, he wants the, the least dominant Coleman medalist in the last hundred years. Is gonna he's gonna the least kick dominant uh, oh, okay. goals. Is he? Who was the who was the least uh, who was the who was the last dominant Coleman medalist in your approximation, Mister Carducci? Probably Lance Franklin, fourth on legend. Really knows how to show a thing or two to Geelong supporters when it counts. Um, oh, yeah, I, I think he's up oh, there. Oh yeah, you're one of those premierships where you win it by running it through the behind behind post. You know, you know when they change oh, yeah. the rules the next year because it's fucking cheating. But yeah, it's all right. That's fine. Oh wow, wow, just. Just like just like Captain Chris Scott, you know, complaining about the umpiring and decision making. That's that's why you lost. Not because you were just outplayed, you know, with the you know, with what arguably the greatest one of the greatest teams of the modern era. You couldn't even beat a up and coming Hawthorne side with an overweight Stewie Do running around with the KFC. Luke Hodge played for the Geelong Jets, mate. It's basically a Geelong fucking premiership. Luke Hodge played for the Jets. He's from Geelong. It's a fucking I don't care. It's a Geelong captain. It's a Geelong premiership. My book. Uh, oh yeah, Rob, great. Yeah, how you support behind the uh, Hawkers, mate? Oh well, it's probably good to that time. Let's go to Duck Shack, kids. So, have we heard from KB this week? It's a big duck shack. I've heard. I've heard rumblings. Yeah, we've heard, no, we've heard. No, you've heard correct. You've heard correct. Um, KB has come through with the goods this week. Sent me through the transcript. Uh, I'm not sure if it's gonna get the get the wear, but uh, it's a good one. It's a good one. Duck shack still taking place up in the uh, the Queensland hub. He's moved there from WA now. Did his week on quarantine. Apparently, snuck into BT's room. Oh, yeah, BT's having issues with these um, marital issues. That's uh, very dangerous. That's very, very dangerous. Um, he, was, he was walking around the bedroom, apparently just going, ah, I'm Roman Brian, I'm Roman Brian, I'm Roman Brian, I'm Roman Brian. And then he kept poking Brian in his asshole. He kept saying, I'm Roman Brian, I'm Roman Brian. I got one thing to say. Uh, oh, man, Duck, he, um, he got himself published in The Age this week. Uh, first thing I'd like to say is, the age, once again, proving that they are the most open and, and uh, the most open-minded newspaper. You know, they're, okay. they're finally backflipping on all their moral standards and they're giving a man like Wayne Carey an opinion article. That's what um, you need. That's what the world needs. These, these, I want to re- make sure people know I didn't come up with this. Wayne Carey wrote an article in The Age this week titled, Using Culture as a Get-Out Clause is a Lazy Way of Justifying a Switch. When it comes to footy buzzwords, culture has certainly done the rounds, but more recently it seems to become a common way to justify a trade without scratching the surface, which I think is just beautiful when you've got a guy <laughs> trying to say that culture doesn't really exist in football when he's like the leader of the most toxic culture that there was. Yep. <laughs> Fucking the missuses, groping teenagers, hitting the pot. <laughs> All of the above, but Kerry, yeah, no, definitely. How many words do you reckon that article is? 
because I, I I have a rough idea of the per word price for Herald Sun. So how many words do you reckon he's got? Oh there? no, it's a, yeah, it's a very it's a very short it's a very short very short um article. Not a oh good. Wayne Carey then comes. Okay, Wayne Carey comes in. He uh, he, he make, does this. He has this weird little monologue. He starts saying like. Now, I wrote in the in the Age this week, I know what some of you were thinking. The Age, they want you. Well, let me tell you something about feminists, all right? They all want to fuck Wayne Carey. That's the one thing they've all got in common. Apparently the fourth doctrine. They just talk a bunch of shit about me, but really, they just want to suck me dry. So, yeah, I'm back. I'm, I'm in the Age. I'm in the Age. Uh, saw Carol in the hall. Said, how are you doing, sweet thing? And uh, she, she just had to say, my liege. Because that's how it works when you're the king. When you're the um, king. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm walking around, you know, and I was talking, I wrote an article, some of you might have written it. I'm an author now. I'm an esteemed, respected journalist as well. I'm a bunch of things. You can't stop the duck. I'm also a proud nudist. You might have seen me in, uh, in the full Monty. Um, yeah. So, they, you know, they're talking about culture. Keep talking about culture and football. I reckon culture doesn't exist. You know, it's it plain bullshit that, like, you win because you're good, you know. Culture's just like you've got good people and good blokes and then you got some crazy blokes and they all combine together and you get some fucking sick footballers. That's what it's about. And one man that is, feels to be like someone that they keep saying is a part of the wrong culture is Tom Lynch. Now, Tom Lynch, I'm a big fan of him. I'm a big fan of Tom Lynch. Now, they, they say that Tommy is uh, he, he's an arsehole but I reckon Tommy is one of the best blokes I've ever met in my life. Um, so welcoming in, Tom Lynch, my favourite private schoolboy that there ever was. Sorry, Tom. Now, you know how this podcast works. I just ask you something and you say you didn't do it pretty much and you know how it works like that? Well, then I've, I've cleared my name. That's right. That's right. If you can't tell the um, the Pommy, Poshy, whatever thing coming out is that, that, that mystery, mate. Tommy! Tommy. Yes, Wayne. Yes, uh, yes. Hoorah, hoorah, Tom. Hoorah, Wayne. Hoorah. Now, now, Tommy, Tommy, are you a flog? Oh, I'm not a flog. I'm not a flog. Wow. Like, beautiful. Um, now, 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 against the accusations, the heavier part, but don't worry, I'm right with you. I can hold your hand if you need. You bloody beautiful specimen of a man. Fine looking rooster you are. All right. We got uh Now, did you threaten to stab a woman in the eye with a pair of chopsticks? Um, I, I didn't. Actually, Wayne, I, I, I actually didn't do that. All right. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Um, well, we must have got something wrong there. Oh, uh, are you affiliated with the bikes? And uh, Wayne, um, that, that's not me as well. That's, uh. That's not me. All right. Um, okay. Sorry. I might have seemed to get you mixed up with someone. I'm, don't worry. I'm sure I'll. I'll don't worry. I'll, I'll be able to type back. I'll be able to type back. Um, did you sleep with one of your teammates' partners whilst they were undergoing brain surgery? Uh, I don't think that was me either. I'm pretty sure I wasn't sleeping with one of my almost brain dead. Teammates' part? No, I don't think I was doing that. No, I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. I mean, I, I've I've hit a bunch of players. I've I've bunched them when their heads in the ground like a complete rat. I mean, I've done that. I haven't done any. No, no, no I'm fine. I'm sure there's a bunch more. I'm sure we'll get to you. One of these things has got to be to do with you. Yeah. Um, did you bash a man at a kebab shop outside of a strip club? No, that was not. Uh, that also. Not him. 
that also was not me. That also was not, wasn't me. Did you ever uh, rape any children and then cover it up for the Catholic Church and then fuck off back to Italy? Still pretty sure nah. that... You didn't nah. have an ambassadorship not, not even at my Richmond? Age group. That, did, wasn't it you that had the ambassadorship at Richmond and then you raped a bunch of kids? That was you, wasn't it? Nope. Pretty sure... Pretty sure it wasn't me. Fuck. Pretty sure it wasn't me. Uh, I don't worry. I'm sure we're going to find something eventually. Um, did you grope one of your teammates repeatedly and he obviously didn't like it? Now, that was surely... Nope, was not me. That was that was not me. Did you have a partner that was blatantly flaunting the quarantine rules and throwing the whole league into an arguably on its head yeah, and, yeah. and in the season. That could be you. Uh, yeah, that could be him. That was not me. That also was not... No. That was not me. That was not me. That was, Why is he even wasn't a duck me. shag? I didn't... Then, honestly, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, um, Tom, you really do not seem like the worst person at your club, do you? No. I, I, yeah, I think a lot of it's been unfair. Yeah, you aren't the worst person. You're certainly not the fucking funnest person to hang out with either. You haven't never spread the stab a bitch in the eye with chopsticks. You never fucking. You're not even affiliated with the bikies. You never having groping your players like one of the boys. You never even bashing people outside strip clubs. Let's get out. Get out of Duck Shack. You don't deserve to be in here. You're just a wanker. Fuck. I can't stand that fucking cunt. So yeah, that, and that's the end of um. That's kind of where it ends. That's an awkward. Um, you know. Yeah, it, awkward. It, it, it seemed didn't like... really. I don't think he. It seemed like if you were like one of those toxic kind of players that like your your teammates would seem uncomfortable around you too. Now this is from an at Serena Williams. I won seven Australian Opens. I spent one night on the tiles with Dusty Martin and got bailed out of the Australian Open in the third round. How do you blokes do a whole season with him? <laughs> I don't hang around him, so. <laughs> <laughs> What's the go there? Why were you and how were you hanging out with Serena Williams? Um, just through mutual friends and I had yeah, coke. That's all there is to it. There's not a big story. <laughs> nah. just... I'm scared of the bloke. <laughs> no, I'm hey. Three years, I'm still scared. Uh, hey, yeah. we had him in here before. I was shitting my pants. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like a fucking good guy. You know, the kind of guy you want around. The kind of guy you want around your club. Someone who you know. Whenever he sits down, you shit your pants because you worry if his dad and his mates are going to fucking kill you. Yeah, no, good bloke. Top bloke. Make sure you keep him and chuck him on the posters and make sure you sell heaps of merch to him, all the kids, because it's really good to, uh, you know, celebrate somebody whose defense of threatening a bitch with chopsticks is, I was drunk. Champion. Champion footballer, Brownlow medalist, and all-round piece of shit, Dustin Martin. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the fucking finals. You want to light up Port Adelaide first, right? Port Adelaide, the club, and I really hope that they win on the weekend. Uh, really, 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 really hope they win on the weekend. Hot take, hot take. Hot take. I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that Richmond... If those Richmond cunts get an AFL dynasty, they're never going to shut the fuck up about it. They fucking still wheel out fucking Kevin Bartlett. He played in an amateurs competition. Yep. Like, for fuck's sake. I don't, it, it, Court Adelaide is like one of the last lines of defense. It's like them and one of the two teams that comes out of the next game. But it's like they got the best chance to knock them out. You've got a week left. You're ready to go. You've just gonna, you got King you gotta, Hinkley at the you gotta, wheel. you got to just choke them out. Stephen Motlop. And then it's going to summon I the hope powers. They lose the next game of, as well. 
whatever yeah, the result is, we just game. hope whoever no. wins the first preliminary final loses the grand final. We can both agree on that, definitely. Yeah, I don't want to see Richmond I win. I think Richmond probably can win, but I think Port Adelaide, with the week's rest and the tape and everything else, Port Adelaide will find a way to shut Richmond down and will make their way to the grand final to find themselves at, again, the losing end of one of the most embarrassing grand finals of all time against the team that did it to them last time, back in 2007, with all of those All-Australians, record-breaking numbers of All-Australians on the team. Oh, did we win the VFL too? Fuck yeah, we won the VFL. What else did we win? You name it, we fucking won it. We're doing it this year. Coleman, Brownlow, Grand Final, Geelong versus Brisbane. No, Geelong versus whoever the fuck shows up next week. Not win the Brownlow. Not win. Not winning the Brownlow. We might. No, you're not winning the Brownlow. And uh, they're going to give it to Chris Scott's tan. Didn't win that year. Chris Scott's tan. One thing you didn't win that year. Chris Scott's tan is winning the Brownlow. Three votes every week since we've been in Brisbane. Look, look. You, you can't even win the grand final you in your win. home ground, you motherfucker. Name one, look, you said name one thing you didn't win, all right? Yeah. You clearly had the best team by far in 2007, but you couldn't back it up the next year. You didn't win that next premiership. I can guarantee you that one. We were busy. We had stuff going on. <laughs> 2008 was a big year in Geelong. I don't know if you were down there. A lot of stuff going on, all right? 2009, back at it. Then we then we had a chill 2010. That was another big year. That's another big year for the for, for Geelong as a city and a town. But then 2011, oh, we're all back. <laughs> Kill them, motherfuckers. And then uh, then we then we took a bit of a nap. Oh wait, do you think that if but do you, do you think if we caught if Port win on on Friday, yeah, do you think they, do you think they got they become favourites? No, no, I don't. don't. I really don't. I don't think Richmond's that good a fucking team. And I've been saying it all fucking year. It's not like I'm just like being oh. salty and going, fuck. No, I don't oh. think they're that good a team. I really don't. I think Port Adelaide oh, is going to beat come them. Come on, come on, come on. You say what you want, but... They're going to turn up like Collingwood turned up to Geelong. For this year. They're yeah, going to turn up the same way. Tired and fucked, and Port Adelaide is going to beat them. Nah, they're not going to turn up tired and fucked. Like, come on. They're going to rock up. They're going to probably... I, who knows what's going to happen, but they're going to give them a good fucking pump. Richmond shouldn't have one of Tom Lynch or um, Trent Cotchin. Um, no. they, they all keep saying, like, everybody hates us. But obviously, the AFL doesn't hate Richmond. They get everything. They haven't got... Like, I don't think any one thing um, Tom Lynch has done should get him suspended. But all combined, no. it's yeah. at least one game. Yeah, it is. And then Next Trent... Week. Trent Cotchin has been slinging he's, in back-to-back weeks. He's tackled someone by headlocking them and slinging their head. And then kneed him in the head it's, on the ground. Yeah. To, like, no, that, was, that was Tom Lynch. That was Lynch. That was Lynch. Yeah. No, whatever. Just one of them. Suspend I'm, one of them. I'm racist Suspend towards Richmond, Richmond players. They all look the fuck same to me. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't know. I, all I can say is that I get to watch that. Um, at least I get to watch that Friday night game and enjoy it before... I hate football potentially on on Saturday night. Before we come right. to one of the most interesting episodes of Ida Kick That, that might be recorded separately, probably. Individual yeah. parts <laughs> of Ida Kick That will be released next week. There'll be Joel's episode and Alessio's episode. Depending on whoever wins, they'll get the first episode out. Um, look, All there, right. was, there was right. a clip that we missed earlier that I, I still want to play, and we'll play it as a little break before we give everybody what they came for. 
you versus me and what happens on Saturday. Short break. We'll be right back. Joey, don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. I'm begging of you to stay a one club man. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. Please don't take off even though you can. To me there is none other than Mr. Joe Danaher, my favourite player on my favourite team. Climbing players like their stairs, kicking goals from centre square, mark of the year, 2017. And I love that twirly thing you do with your fingers when you kick it through. I couldn't bear to see you do that at Sydney. Yeah, that had hurt. That had hurt if you had to stay and do it at Sydney. But obviously, this guy's going to love watching him next year because he's going to the Brisbane Lions. What a smart man. What a smart, smart man. Going to the next championship dynasty club. He's going to be like a, you know, maybe be like a Tom Lynch. But, you know, it'll be a great, it'll be a great addition. It'll be a great addition. You know, it'll be. He won't be exactly like the guy I just spent the last 10 minutes ripping on, a private schoolboy playing, leaving a club yeah. to go to a club that's going to stack on a bunch of permissions. He wow. might be exactly like that, but um, proud man, proud man. Yeah, cool. Um, there's bouncing back, and then there's Geelong. Oh, there's bouncing, bouncing back, back, and then there's Geelong. That's fucking right. There's bouncing back, and then there's Geelong. Oh, yeah, we uh, we just uh, lost to the top side just by a little bit, and then we fucking railed Collingwood in a that Dr. Dangerfield. He's fucking Dr. Dangerfield now. He fucking ate their lunch. Eight goals between him and fucking Tom Hawkins, the Coleman medalist. What you gonna do, brother, when Hawkins and Dangerfield run wild on you? <laughs> Huh? Huh? What? What are you going to do? There's Gary Ablett. Gary Ablett. Gary Ablett's going to fucking be handing out goal assists like it's fucking First Communion. He'll be handing them out like the fucking Eucharist and wine and his new book. You should go order that on Amazon, by the way. The new Gary Ablett autobiography. I predict it's going to be the new Bible. You read that and you win heaps of shit. <laughs> All right, I'll let you retort. Josh was going to bleed in the first second, sorry. Alright. Tell me uh, a whole, yeah, tell me a whole bunch a little, of Br- Brisbane like players. I don't know any of their names, bro. Yeah. I'm worse yeah, than the Trump. The has got a fucking soundboard. Makes it a bit harder. Alright, alright. So we got... Alright, let's go to it. Just shutting me up with my own music. You, you ready? You're civilised? You, you brought it down on... You brought it down just a little bit? You, you ready to have a... Yep, yeah, yeah. Hey, can you back off the microphone just for a second? Can you just... He just, he just lean away from it. He just, look, I gave you your time. I gave you your time. You at least owe me one. All right. So you told me that, you're telling me that, what do you call it? 
that Dangerfield and Hawkins are going to kick eight goals. They're going to kick eight goals again. They're never going to do that between them again. Those times are finished. They're two old men that are running around. They're still like the leaders of this club. Look, look, look. Hawkins can't even lead himself into an OPSM because that cunt's eyes are just whacked out. And then you're telling me he's going to, like, he's the most underwhelming Coleman medalist of the last, whatever, century. And you gave him two more years because he did it. He's going to be doing the Brody Grundy in the second. He's going to be Cox. He's actually the underrated Mason Cox of this competition. And you got Patrick Dangerfield. Dangerfield is finished. He's a finished curse. When did he win the Brown though in 2016? Oh, he's kicking goals in the forward. Just because he can't hack it in the fucking midfield anymore. He's done. He's done. And then you bring up, what do you call it? Gary Ablett. Now look, there have been two games titled as Miracles and Footy. They're called the Miracle on Grass 1. They're called the Miracle on Grass 2. And you know what they are? They're where you lose, which is ironic for a team with Australia's most favourite Christian. I thought the miracle on grass three was Willie Rioli. Oh, because you light it up and you smoke it. Weed joke. Oh yeah, you're really, oh. really taken. Okay. Look, I know, I know. We're, we're, look, that's a very, they're very valid points that you haven't made there. Um, yeah, well, yeah, wow, what a, what a great time to bring up um drug use during a fucking attack on Geelong. Yeah, because your club's clearly clean on that too, isn't it? Clean as, man. <laughs> they went to Essendon to do yeah, that shit. Smack free veins. Smack free veins. Smack free, yeah. Yeah, and I bring it for Vola, <laughs> Brisbane legend, clean as a whistle. Oh, yeah, Brisbane legend. Yeah. Ja- you, Jason Ackermanis, has anyone Vola. ever tried to do a handstand that isn't on cocaine? It's fucking hard to do a handstand in your, in your 30s when you're not on cocaine. I'm just, just saying. Um, hey, hey. Oh, hey, Alessio, hey. hang on. Sorry, I, I, I have to interrupt. I have, a, I have a, a, live, Brisbane, right? I have a live feed wasn't coming in. He was still at Brisbane. He already left. He already left. I have a live feed coming through from the uh, Richmond bandwagon. Oh, yeah? Oh, cool. oh hello, boys. So I'm down here at the Richmond bandwagon. Uh, the bandwagon's back in good stead once again. You can hear the nice ocean breeze. We're just in a state of relaxation. And, oh, I think we can hear the, the fellas hopping uh, up again. Oh, let them hear it. So are they the ones hopping on the bandwagon, or is it their their wives are hopping on the bandwagon? Because it seems like their wives are the ones that are catching the right. I'm not sure how this works entirely, Joel. Could you please fill me in here? Yeah, no, no. Thank you for the report. Uh, yeah, uh, live from the Richmond bandwagon. Uh, apparently, all the Richmond supporters want Dusty Martin to fuck their wives. That again speaks to the beautiful and courageous spirit of the Richmond supporters and, and, and their culture and their, their, their the you know cult- respect for the women. Culture of Richmond, you know, the respect for women. Yeah. It's just so high. It's like, hey, Dusty Martin, you play really good football. Why don't you fuck my wife against her will? That sounds like something everyone would <laughs> enjoy. We, we've got to remember at the end of this is that more than, I'll be honest, more than Brisbane winning, I want Richmond to lose. Yeah. I really would much rather that. This we can and agree on. Because. This this we can agree on, Alessio. Whatever happens this weekend in the order kick that grand final, if that team goes on to face Richmond in the grand final, regardless of the colours of that team, they have our full support in beating Richmond and shutting all of those cunts the fuck up. Yeah, because I would hate it if there was another club running around and saying that they had a dynasty side when it's quite clear that you don't get a dynasty 
when you get to like lose a grand final in the midst of winning them. You know what I mean? That's right. So that's why the Geelong one does not count because it went 07, then 09, and then 11. You don't get to slot in gap years when you're a successful side. See, what a real successful side does is they go bang, 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 then notch three up, and then chuck one last little you know, attempt up at it, which is like, it's even a grand final that they were rorted out of winning because they made them fly for a prelim that they didn't have to, and that's why they lost. And then, you know, like getting the four grand finals in a row and winning three of them in a row, you know, that's the side of the true, true championship club foundation. You know, and I'd hate to see it, another Victorian club get delusions of grandeur thinking that they were a, But yeah, yeah, I know. Patrick Dangerfield's move forward was destructive, and it's likely to stay that way. I think so. Destructive because it was for his morale. Destructive to his morale because then he started realising that he can't even play in the midfield anymore. The John Cats look set to keep Patrick Dangerfield in their forward line in a bid to beat Brisbane's all-Australian defender, Harris Andrews. Who? He's all-Australian. Was he, where is he playing in? Place in Queensland, away from the toxicity of this state. In oh, a nice, okay. Up, up with the, up with the, uh, the nice breeze and sea changes that come with playing in a beautiful state such as like Gold Coast. You know? I know about Gold Coast. They're a good team. Matty Rao, greatest of all time. Yeah. Is there another team up there? Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're oh, gonna, the Bears. Gonna, I remember the gonna, Bears. The Brizzy Bears. Oh, they, were, oh, they were cute. They were yeah, fucking. Yeah, they were adorable. Yeah, the Brizzy Bears. Yeah. And then oh, then they mixed them. With the paddle yeah. pop line, yeah, they're great. and now and, and and now they're real tough and stuff, and they're going to be back, and they're going to they're going to win finals. It's adorable. Nah, they don't even need to be real tough. They're just really good. They're just that much better, you know. Like I'm telling you, I've already <laughs> forgotten that cunt's name. And he's I'm all Australian. What's his name again? Where's he play? Is he playing the back Andrews? line? Harris Andrews. Where's he play? Full back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know why you don't remember him? Because the last time because his name's not Tom Stewart. Or Harry Taylor. I remember Harris Andrews because the last time your favourite son Tom Hawkins played on him, he kicked zero goals because he silenced him because he's nothing in comparison to the go-go agent arms of Mr. One Harris Andrews. All right. Who plays full forward for Brisbane? Um, It can be McStay or Charlie Cameron. They usually look closer than two of them. Uh, Cameron might kick one. No one else will. One for Charlie Cameron. (laughs) None. For the rest of the Charlie team. Cameron's going to channel Cyril on Saturday night. And in the future, he's going to join Cyril in your fucking nightmares, cunt. Okay. <laughs> cool. My nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Look, that that's that's getting too deep into the things I dream about. Um, <laughs> all right. Ladies and gentlemen. Look, I don't want to... I got one last one. All you right? got one last you one. Got, I'll let you have it. I'm going to let you have it because it's the last thing you're going to win this year. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't make Holden's in Geelong because when everyone's driving the SS Commodore, it would have been much more fitting when they're all saying sack Scott on Monday. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's been the grand final edition. I had to kick that. We'll fucking see you next week in a probably two-part. <laughs> Geelong. Brisbane, Saturday night at the Gabba. The order kicked that grand final.